Hi, I'm Dara and Wilson. And I'm Yasmin Khan. And this is Money Haha. The podcast where smart, funny friends bring money tech out of the shame drawer and onto the table. Each week we discuss one of those money topics that pretty much everyone struggles with, but nobody feels comfortable talking about. And today we have a special guest. He is a writer, performer from L.A. He's written for shows such as Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Mad TV, acted on shows like Transparent and Arrested Development. You can catch him live at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in L.A. It's Carl Tart. Hey. Hey, was I not supposed to talk yet? No, you're good. good. Oh. Hello. Hello. We're just giving you helpful air horns. Thank you. For excitement. Thank you. I felt the air. Welcome. I felt the horns in the air tonight. Can you feel the air? In the horns tonight. Yes, me? <sighs> I can feel the welcome in the horns in the air. And all of this makes perfect sense, which is the best part about it. How are you doing today, Carl? I'm good. I'm I'm great. Thanks for having me. Y'all over here in a very nice studio. I don't have to hold a mic. <laughs> I don't have to... Like, I feel the sound quality is so nice, and I'm just sitting here talking. Mm-hmm. And you, I do a lot of podcasting, and it's different. You know, sometimes you got to keep adjusting the mic in front of your face and everything. You got to talk right into the mic. But right here, I'm just... I'm, you just come. I'm wiggling. <laughs> we like to see our guests wiggle in a nice way. <laughs> we are so happy to have you here. I'm happy to have your shirt in this room. Thank you. I'm a big fan of whatever is happening. What is what is? Uh, this is a LeBron James shirt. Uh, it's just like a little tie dye situation. You, you're a fan of LeBron James, if I'm remembering correctly. I love LeBron is that James. Right? Love LeBron James. Yeah, <laughs> he's a huge inspiration. I thought this podcast was about LeBron James. It is actually. Yeah, I, I also love just his. I don't really know much about the basketball, but I've seen him the in basketball. things, and his 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 aura is just like a warm, he's shining dope. light. LeBron is the man. Love LeBron. Gotta love LeBron. He's the goat. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be the only person not on record as liking LeBron. I also like Get LeBron. All right, yeah, you right better say it. I was waiting right on up. it. I was waiting to walk up out this door. <laughs> I've uh, I'm a little torn though. Because LeBron is currently a Los Angeles Laker, mm-hmm. and I'm a fan of the Los Angeles Clippers. So, but then you're having a good time right now. Having a good time, still a little nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, it ain't like clips gonna clip, and they've been clipping for you know, especially in LA for about 35 years now, and it ain't always been great. But this is a new leaf because this is the first time that we've had a good team. We've had good teams, but this is the first time we had a good team that they wanted to make it good. They were like, we want to be Clippers. Right. Every other time it's been like, oh, we got a good draft pick, and he's good. And then the stupid owner trades him away, like stuff like that. But now these two players, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, they wanted to be here. And this is a new this is a new time. It's new, exciting. It's new. It's exciting. I'm, I'm excited to ha- like see what happens these next couple of years. I want to root for LeBron, too, but I am originally from Philadelphia. And the last time I was really, really invested in basketball was a very long time ago when the Sixers— and the Lakers were playing together in the finals, and the Sixers lost. And I was like, I'm good on basketball. To be fair, <laughs> the Sixers were supposed to lose that series because the team was Allen Iverson and a bunch of dudes who worked at the local Philly Cheesesteak Factory. Okay. Okay. 
All I have to say is sports ball. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. You know what basketball is. You know is. what basketball, you know what basketball is. is. No, on. honestly, basketball was really intimidating to me. I tried to play it in the fifth grade, and my parents were immigrants. They didn't know how to teach me how to play anything, and I would get yelled at all the time for, like, carrying the ball across the court. Oh <laughs> like, that's, just... that's how you learn, not to carry that ball. No, I just <laughs> got, like, yelled at by people who's, like, dads with a coach, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't have all this, like, built in. And I just was like, I'm putting this down, I'm walking away, I'm going to go um, learn to smoke. Like, oh That's fair enough. Look, hey. You know what basketball is. You ain't got to like it. I don't know the level of depth of the conversation you guys were having, though. It was like there were numbers, there I'm, were players, I was just there bringing were leaves. It back to my emotions. It was like autumn, fall, blowing. I didn't. It was a conversation about money. I thought we were going to talk about NBA players' cap space and stuff like that. <laughs> Contract negotiations. I'm pretty sure that's what we have lined up. Yeah. I would actually love if that was this week's topic because this week's topic gives me hives. Where? Okay. I'm gesturing. To my underarms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had visual. hives in your underarms? No. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that that's a bad thing. <laughs> I'm trying to be supportive, but no, no. I have not. <laughs> um, do you want to just throw us into the Our topic? topic? Yeah. This week's topic is borrowing from and lending to friends and family. Mm-hmm. And it is a sticky, sticky situation. It is. Um, let's start out with our, our no judgment zone. This is the segment where we share our own experiences with our week's topic without judging each other or ourselves. That's right. Okay. Who wants to start? Who's feeling great? I can start. Yeah. I'll do it. Do it. Borrowing, lending, friends, and family. We were talking about this before. There's a lot of things that I could talk about, but they are not my stories to tell. I'm mm-hmm. not the only party involved and I don't want to get dragged across the table when I go back home for Thanksgiving. So <laughs> I'm going to keep those ones to myself. But one that is specific to me, uh, when I was first moving to the Bay Area, I spent the summer in Boston teaching children things and scrubbing toilets. Those are two different things, two different jobs to make money so I didn't have to do anything over the summer. And then when it was time to move over to the Bay, I kind of was like... Okay, um, hmm, I have zero dollars. <laughs> and my parents were like, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty rough. You got zero dollars. Uh, what are you going to do about that? And yeah. I was like, I don't, but you knew this whole summer, like you saw me on the path to zero dollars. <laughs> and you didn't say anything. What? Tough love. Yeah, tough love. So then they were like, well, we'll help you out, but this is a loan. And I think I st- I was like in this place where I was like, but they're my parents and they're supposed to take care of me. So this is a part of them taking care of me. And then I was getting like, you know, the threatening phone calls that you get from lenders, except it's my <laughs> parents. And my mom was like, look, number one cause of strife and problems between family members is money. Don't make us chase you for this money. Like, you're going to compromise our relationship. You need to get on top of this. You need to automate these payments. And I was like, yeah, I'll do all Damn. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do all of it. Go Okay. <laughs> and so that's that's what I did. And I was on a little payment plan and I was so relieved, so excited to pay down that debt. And it was a, it was like really a, a, a smaller amount of money just to get me to my first paycheck because I moved out here for a job. And it was such a relief 
that that was over. And I was like, well, I don't know how I will live the rest of my life, but I don't think I will ever ask for money from someone again because that felt horrible. And so, you know, I, I'm i lucky enough to rack up my debt in other ways <laughs> with real creditors who call that me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what about who? who's up who's next Carl Yasmin who's ready Yasmin All right. go ahead tell me I'm yeah. gonna do it I'm gonna do it yeah okay so my parents are immigrants my mother's from Mexico my father's from Pakistan and I think that's something that happens in immigrant communities particularly with you know when you're when you're coming to this country a lot of times you're not coming for happy reasons you're not coming because it was so great in your country of origin um oftentimes it's to build a new life and there's instability that goes with that and so in immigrant communities there's a lot of borrowing money back and forth back and forth and i've been on many sides of uh, receiving and also lending money and Money in my throughout my whole childhood was something that was like sometimes there and sometimes wasn't. Sometimes there, sometimes wasn't. It was just like nothing felt ever quite stable. So I'm the subject gives me hives, but I do have some things that I will share in this episode because, as Dara said, like I don't want to tell stories that are not mine to tell. But an example, though, you know, it, it's a little bit easier with friends. So there was a time in college where I was short on rent. Um, and one of my dear friends, Miss Judy Fu, I love you. She is also the children of immigrants. And um, she was also, like, much better because – and I, I I think that she would feel fine owning me sharing this with, like, her childhood was just more lean. And so she was always just used to just, like, scrimping, saving, scrimping, saving. And so she was much better with her money in college. And there was a time where I was short on rent, and Judy Fu backed me up. And she loaned me some money for rent, and I felt – so terrible about it. I did eventually pay her back in a t- and like by the end of the summer, it was like the beginning of the summer, by the end of the summer I paid her back. It was nice to have that and to know that I could rely on it, but it's something and maybe we'll process that during this freaking episode or maybe <laughs> we'll just have a good time and ch- and like it'll just be. But it's hard. There's just so many layers of like feeling guilt, but also feeling need. And when I can give, I will give. And it's just, uh, oh, it's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, you're experiencing a lot of emotions, very emotional time. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's the no judgment zone. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So just tell your sweat glands to clamp up. Clamp it up <laughs> and pass it over to Carl. What you got? <laughs> uh, I have a few situations. I have never been one to borrow money from people outside of family. See, your family is very that that story was jarring <laughs> because my family is it depends on who you asking from, but like and it depends on what what it is and what's happening. The friends that I have borrowed from, which have been very few and far in between, uh, and very like very, I always am like I will not borrow this money. If I don't know, I can pay it back within a certain amount of time. Right. And also, it always depends on who the person is you're borrowing the money from. Because I have a friend who I did not want to borrow money from. And he was very like, come on, man. It's all good. I got you, man. We dogs. We bros. We everything. I'm like, no. Your personality <laughs> is not the type to borrow money from. Mm-hmm. So when I finally said yes to borrowing money from him, I knew like, Next, like, so it's like, let's say I borrowed $200 because I needed an extra 200 And I know I got a check coming for 200 in the next three to four days. I know. I'm just signing that check over to you. 
Like, I'm cashing mm-hmm. it. That's your money. So it ain't no debts. It ain't no, like, mm-hmm. because I know the type of person he is. He's the type of person that would throw it back in your face. Mm-hmm. And then he went through some issues in life. And we had to sever ties. And the first thing he was like, man, call and I'll let you borrow money. And I was like, see, I knew you would do that. I knew you would do that. And that is why I owe He was like, and yeah, you paid it back. But still, like, I let you, the fact that I let you, it was like, I always, like, we have no debts. We have no debts. Yeah. In this in this current right. situation where we where we unfortunately have to sever ties, like and but I knew that was the type of person he was. I knew that that was the type of person. I was like, I don't want to borrow money from this dude. And but other than that, it's been like I've recently began to enjoy the fruits of my strenuous labor a little bit more. Yes. Situations change. Family comes out the woodwork, <laughs> and I have said yes. And I mean, certain situations like mom, it's like you ain't got to ask for it unless I feel like you ain't doing nothing. Just because you ain't got to ask for it don't mean you still ain't like don't mean I'm taking care of you because I still got to take care of myself. Right. Pops, he was very prideful for a long time and wouldn't ask me until I started being like, no, dad, let me get you something. Let me buy it. Let me put a new set of tires on the truck. Mm -hmm. Let me like let me buy the TV for your house, like whatever. Like, and now it's like, hey, you gonna help me out with this? I'm like, all right, hold on. You still dad now. You still mom is mom. You dad. You it's a little different. Like, it's a little, a little different. Yeah. With you, Pops. But like mom can get the washer and dryer. Mom can get the stove. Right. Like if she needs it. But come on. Dad, <laughs> you got to you got to slow it down a little bit, partner. <laughs> but you know, I, I think I have a I I definitely have had a problem with saying no. And stuff that we can get into. I don't know the layout. I, y'all we can get it to into me, it. Just but go. <laughs> no is a hard thing. I so I moved out here from Mississippi when I was very young, and we had a very close knit family before I left. But when people leave and people grow up and things change, like that, re, those relationships change. But it still feels close when you like talk to the person and see the person. But then you re, you quickly realize like oh. I'm different now. They're different now. I'm grown. They're grown. Like, whatever. Like, you know? And so when cousins started to see me on TV, and, st- and it wouldn't even be like real TV stuff. For those who don't know, <laughs> as soon as you get on television, like, let's say you see me on, uh, it was one of the first shows I ever talked on. Uh, let's say you see me on, and also that's an important thing, because they would see me as an extra. Yeah. And be like, I saw you on that show, dog. What's good? And it's like, do you know how little money? I can't I got eat. gas, maybe. Right. Yeah. I was maybe like, that's, that's not a paycheck. That's minimum wage. I'm a prop with a mouth. Like, like but that then. That you're not allowed to use. Exactly. <laughs> but then once I started talking on shows, like say you see me on the episode of Lethal Weapon, I got two two lines. That's a $520 check. Like, it's not a lot of money. And then you got to pay 10% to your agent. You got to pay 10% to your manager and 25 to 30% in taxes. So when I see that check, that check's 250 bucks. And that just has to go to whatever, however I'm living at that current moment, you know? Yeah. We ain't out here balling like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. And <laughs> but the imagination. The imagination. Like, I yes. saw you. I'm, you know, I just want to let you know I'm proud of you. I saw you on there. You was doing your thing, man. So look, man, my light's about to get cut off. I just need, like, how much can you send me? They always ask that, too. They go, how much can you send me? And I go, how much can I send you? How much do you need? And then I'll judge on how much I can send you. 
And then you hear him like scrambling. Uh, I mean, you know, bill's like three hundred. And then I go like, okay, I can do one fifty. Like you gonna have to do something. I ain't finna pay your bill because you should have thought of that. And what if I didn't have this job? And then and then they started being like, man, we like I, I helped raise you. We was this. I was like, you didn't. Because I moved out here when I was nine years old. <laughs> so, like, yeah, from zero to nine, you were a big, intricate part of my life. But let's be real. After that, not so much. And I never hear from you. I never. And that's now I know how it sounds like when you when your parents be like, you ain't called me in a long time. Because it's like, you ain't pick up the phone, say hi, bye, dog, cat. What they say. You know what I'm saying? Because like, no, they've they fed and clothed you for all those years. And so they have a lot built up yeah. that, that you owe them but, in and it phone calls. It can't just be... The first time I hear from exactly always transactional. The first time I hear from you is yeah. I need something from you. Yeah, that's and hard. now they get they catching on to that, and so they'll send me a text. Be like, what's good? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> nothing. I ain't want nothing. And then three days later, look, my lights about my to get way. cut off. Why are your lights always about to get cut off? <laughs> I'm familiar with this like lead in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard though because when you mentioned like not wanting to. Um, with your mom, you're like, you know, you have your, like, I want to make sure that, like, you're doing something too. Yeah. That level of accountability. I know that I've had that, like, back and forth with family too of, like, at some point you want to know, like, do you have a budget also? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't feel like a fair thing sometimes for somebody who's lending money to ask. I don't know. I struggle with it. Yeah. Because on one side, it's like, you have to have some boundaries, but also you don't want to make the other person feel bad. Yeah. Because I, there's so much, it's so hard to ask. I think that is, like, when I say, when I talk about that conversation I had with my mom, that's where it's coming from because neither of my parents want to mentally group me in with a whole other group of people that Mm -hmm. they do feel like can sometimes take advantage of them and Mm -hmm. are always asking and are never giving or, like, not checking in when they're not asking. They're like, "Uh uh-uh, not you. You're not going to be one of those people. (laughs) We're going to maintain this relationship. That's interesting that they even would, though. With, cause, and this is it's an interesting, it, but it's I think it's an ethnic thing too, because mm. I see a lot of my friends here in LA who come out here to pursue their dreams from home, and they be like, yeah, come over to the house, and I get their address, and I'm like, this is where you live, <laughs> Jesus, Christ, this is nice. Oh yeah, I'm just I was just in my office. It's like, man, you don't have a job. <laughs> How do you afford this? And it's because their parents is helping them out. Yep. With no remorse. I had a homegirl who just, like, she she wanted to, uh, she was living in an expensive apartment that her parents were helping her out. And she was like, I just want to do it on my own. I was like, why? <laughs> I wish my parents could help me out. My, mom, my parents ain't got no money. I'm helping them out. And I'm like, I was like, here's how my mom helped me out in, in those stages. She let me live at home for rent free. Yeah. Like, I didn't have to pay rent. But I, all, I had to, like, basically just use the house to sleep. So mm-hmm. I stayed at home until I was... 25. Well, 24. And then I went overseas for a year to do a job. And then I came back and I had to live at home for another year. And then at that point, that's when I finally was like, this year I have to move out. I have to get out of here. 26 is too long to be here. I'm too big of a person. I'm literally inside. (laughs) I'm taking up too much space (laughs) in a small place. And it almost felt like, because my brother was there too. He's 10 years younger than I am, so I'm 26. He's 16. He got to get him to go to high school every day. And high school kids are angsty. He don't want mm-hmm. me in his space. <laughs> what you doing, dog? 
fuck up out of here. <laughs> and like, I'm like, no, nah, this is my space. Like, no, you too old to be here. Yes. Like, when a 16-year-old is yeah. giving it to you, that can really just, it's one thing for your mom to give you side eye, yeah. but for your a 16-year-old brother, yeah, I could see that that would send you right out the door. But they, you know, she gave me, she gave me some leeway because she saw that I was working. I was never yeah. lazy about it. I was just like, you know, you see me out here, I leave in the morning and I don't come back till very late at night. Like, I'm here to sleep. You know yes. that. I ain't, I ain't at home all day smoking and, all, like, playing video games and shit. Like, I am here to do this. Th- like, I, I'm doing my I'm doing my thing. I'm performing all night. I'm working all day. I'm going on auditions, going on meetings, getting myself out there, doing all everything I need to do to prepare myself for a career. And she saw that. And so she yeah. didn't trip about me not paying. Also, she ain't, have to, she ain't never have to give me no money either because I was working so much. So it was just like, I don't need no money from you. I don't need you to make me dinner. I don't need you to do nothing for me. I just need a place to sleep. Right. And that's what I was using my mom's house for. And so I'm grateful for that. And now that's why I try to do, but I also know my mother. I know <laughs> whom she is. She's an actor. I know how actors can get sometimes. And it's called lazy. <laughs> And I know. Is that just the process? She's not just like yeah, generating her, her creative juices, yeah. just pulling them together. But it was an awkward talk that I had to have with her because she was coming every month. And I'm like, of course I got you. If I got it, you got it. That's yeah. not it. But, but what's, what's going, going on? Because I know you keep a job, ma. I know you have jobs. That's like, a really hard thing to say, though. Yeah, it's hard. It's extremely That's hard like, to say to your mom. And she was mad. Yeah, but I'm like this is I'm where I'm surprised you're sitting in front of me right now. I'm, I I told you I'm a big dude. <laughs> I can take a punch, <laughs> but like it, it, it definitely was like she was very taken aback that we had to have that conversation because. But I'm like, mom, for real though, like you have a college degree, so there should be no reason why you keep getting these jobs where you ain't like. Why are they taking so long to pay you? Because she likes to do these sales jobs that keep her schedule flexible for auditions and things like that. But auditions ain't really been popping like that. So I'm like, Ma, you got to come on. Like, <laughs> you got to help me. Because I'm I'm just now, I'm, I may be in a place where I can help you, but I'm also still building my own thing. Yeah. I want to get my own place. I don't have my own place. I got roommates. I want to start my life, you know? Yes. I want to start thinking about, and if if you stopping me, Right at the point where things are starting to go uphill, but you keep throwing boulders while I'm climbing up this hill. It's like, yeah, I'm on the hill, but I can't get, I can't get yes. all the way up. So stopping like, your momentum. Yeah, stopping my momentum yes. when I have to keep digging into my savings to help everybody else, plus establish my own thing. Yeah. And yep. so it looks like on paper, it's like, well, you making all this money, but you spending a lot. It's like, it's because I'm helping. Yeah. You need a little healthy boundary. Yeah. Yep. And I'm living my best life. Yeah. <laughs> That, so actually, that leads us really well into this kind of this next part. We'll dig in a little bit deeper with some facts. Um, I think all three of us have like uh, physical embodiments of some of these <laughs> facts. Uh, a study called the U.S. Financial Diaries found a significant amount of borrowing and lending going on between friends and family in America. That's uh, not surprising. But in their 2012 study, they regularly checked in with a group of 235 households with at least one working member in four different regions across the United States. And 95% of the households either borrowed from friends or family, loaned to them, or did both. So it's these are not unique situations. We all feel like we're like pretty unique little flowers and in our own ways we are, but also 
a lot of people are dealing with this. So, yeah. And interestingly, of the people who borrowed, 57% had credit cards and were not more likely to have maxed them out from people who didn't borrow. So they had a thing they could have used, but... Also, there's interests and, you know, your family's not going to go to the collectors and creditors. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, this article in February in Fast Company talked about how Black people are especially impacted by the obligation to lend to their networks, friends and family, um, and how this can contribute to the declining Black household wealth that's intergenerationally. We also talked about in the episode where my mom came on, um, said, you know, something that she thinks about a lot, that... Again, you keep losing your momentum. Um, and it's it's not that people are not working hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that you just can't seem to be able to get ahead. Even in, um, like, we, Yasmin and I both work in tech. Um, and it's supposed to be this great equalizer that everybody gets all of this opportunity. And why is it that people still see feel like they are not able to get ahead mm-hmm. and like this is a huge part of it and it's it's not that you have all these like lazy worthless people that you have left behind it's that it's so hard to get out yeah and a lot of times you are the only resource that yeah. people have yeah. there's a weird tension too because like you know back in the places where my parents are from like you live with many generations in one house like in Pakistan you live in a compound where like your cousins and your sister and their kids like they're all in the same like you're all under one roof essentially and economically what we do here where like you don't even live in the same city as your parents anymore like it just creates this stress and burden financially that's not realistic and it's not sustainable to just go from like yeah my whole family lived in the same roof generation after generation for you know, generations for literally generations and generations. <laughs> I'm just gonna say some of the same words over and over again, and then suddenly, like we're all just trying to live on our own. It's it's not something that you can just suddenly create momentum for. Mm-hmm. Right. Like A survey that I put out at even.com this earlier this year showed that 39 percent of our members were financially supporting someone who was not their child or spouse. So it's pretty common. And it is, I I also want to make clear, it's common among people of all economic strata. Like, mm-hmm. even people who don't have it to give are giving to other people who don't have it to give. Like, yeah, but your taxes don't care. Like, <laughs> your taxes are like, if you are married to them or they came out of your body, like, we will give you a little bit of a break. But 39% of people are like, but my money is also going to more people than that. Right. And right. Who no you get way. to call a dependent is a very – there's a very narrow view yeah. of what that looks like. You guys were almost through this episode, and I think I'm going to live. <laughs> <laughs> How long are these episodes? <laughs> 45 minutes. Oh. Yeah. You're trying to get me up out of here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you – we still have – we got stuff for you to do. Okay. We got stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us more stories. Come oh, I got them. <laughs> well, got em. before we get into more story time, uh, it is time for our action item. And you know what? Why don't you go ahead, Carl? Action item. Action item. Action item. Whoa. We love it. Each week, we give you a simple thing you can do right away to get better at money. And this week, your action item is when you're borrowing or lending with friends or family, be transparent. What does that transparency look like, Yasmin? It means if you're borrowing, make a plan for repayment. 
share it with that person. So say, hey, I need to borrow this amount of money. This is when I think I can pay it back, um, especially if you're repeatedly asking the same person for a loan. Share more about what your whole financial picture looks like with them, like, you know, your income and your budget so that they know what they're involving themselves in. And if you're the person who is in the position of lending and you need to ask for that transparency, do so very, very gently. Be thoughtful about how hard it is to even be in the position of asking. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. I, I, look, y'all keep saying it's tough. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. Some people it ain't that tough for because <laughs> they do it willingly and freely. Some people feel a sense of entitlement. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, you know, I know who I'm going to get it back from and I know who I'm not going to yeah. get it back from. And, you know, sometimes you just take that L. But I know who's appreciative of it. And who ain't? So like if I if I gotta help my mom out one month, I know she's appreciated. She like she don't think she deserves it, and it is tough for her to ask because she wants to be somewhere different in her life than where she is. You know. Yeah. And uh, when I was talking that stuff earlier about like plans and stuff like that, I know her mentality is I want to be somewhere bigger. And she had I think and this is I hope she don't listen to this. She don't know how to work. <laughs> podcast so i'm thankful for that. <laughs> uh too young to be as like technology technologically illiterate as she is my mom's 48 but like, <laughs> but like she, yeah me. i don't know how to do it i don't know how to do it i don't want to do it i don't know how to do it i'm like good because i'll be talking some shit but she just she had a goal when she moved out here and she accomplished that goal for a while and then it kind of went away because that's how it works in this business. That's how we're, my mom's also an actor and stuff like that. But she had a, another child, my little brother. And then she, and, but now I'm in the place to like, um, so like maybe it was a, maybe this was a move for me. Who knows? <laughs> like, and, and, but so I know it's hard on her, but sometimes she still is in this mode of like, well, I got to keep myself open for this. And I'm like, well, sometimes you gotta be realistic, but I also, who am I to kill my mother's dreams or whatever? Right. You know? Right, because so, if your mom didn't have dreams, you wouldn't be here exactly, doing what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. So, it, I like, and my goal is to make opportunities for her in this business and stuff like that. But it is, it is, it gets hard when I be like, all right, mom, well, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I know I say this all the time because we talk about it all the time. There's a lot of shame around borrowing and around lending um, and, you know, people's finances in general. Um, and the hope is that with a little bit of this transparency and actually making a plan uh, for how you're going to pay somebody back or being transparent about, I need this and I need it to be a gift, mm -hmm. that it will alleviate some of the shame for both parties. Yeah. Yeah. That is our hope for you, dear listener. Yeah. Yes. yes. And, and to the cousins out there. <laughs> <laughs> I was never here. That ain't moms. That ain't dads. That you knew in a past life and you still got tons of love for, just not necessarily financial love. Come on. You got to, you got to chill on the, uh, like you got to chill on the, on the, cause that, those are gifts that don't need to be given. They're that, not the ones that keep on giving. Yeah. So you're, you're what's this segment called again? Action item. Whoa. And now, <laughs> action, the action item that you gave was, to be nice when yeah. you're lending. <laughs> yeah. to be, be, transparent, be transparent, make a plan, and be nice. Yeah. I'm talking about when you are lending. Yes. When you're yes. borrowing, yes. I get it. Yeah. But when you're lending. Ask for the information that you need. Yes. Ask for the information you need. Yes. So 
when they hit you with the my lights about to get cut off x blah 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 find out their financial situation because that's another thing and luckily both of these people don't know how to use podcasts but here's a, <laughs> i got a i got a bit of a i got a bit of a tale for you all right uh cousin x asked me for money she knows i have a soft spot in her she's like my older sister but again have not been in very close proximity with her in a good 15 years. She tells me not to tell my mother that she's asking. That's when you know. Yes. I know. Because my mom would cuss that ass out. Don't mm. you be calling my baby ass in front of damn money. <laughs> like, and so she, like, she would do that. My mom would have my back in that situation. Oh, I also, thought it was because, but well, you tell me. What? Because she just asked her mom for money too? No, not okay. necessarily. Because <laughs> my mom ain't got it. So she's, she's, okay. she's opened up a new bank. She used to ask my mom for money. But also, if my mom needed something, she could ask her. It depends on yep. the financial situation. So one day, I broke that rule. And I was like, Ma, I need you. I need you to hang on. Like, please do not approach her with this. This is our business. This is our conversation. But I need to tell you something. She has been asking me for money. Why is she asking you for money? She got a job. So they taking that money down to the... They taking your money down to the casino and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I knew it. Because... I don't ever hear from this person. And then yeah. all of a sudden, and you know, so I just started, I didn't say no. I still was able to, when she would call and ask for, I would make sure, make sure you get how much they need, exactly how much they need, and then make sure, make sure you don't give them more than you can give. Yes, have that boundary. They are asking you. So you have to understand, I did not put you in this situation. I did not put you in a situation to where your hypothetical lights are getting cut off. So if you need $250 to keep your lights on, I can help you out with the $100. That other $150, you need to figure out on your own because you had a whole month to figure it out. Yeah, the first time's free. <laughs> yeah. I also think it's important, that, that part of the equation is also important because if you know that you are likely not going to get this money back, yeah. you're just setting yourself up for resentment if you have any expectations that you're going to get it back. Mm -hmm. And so instead of doing that, just say, I can afford to give you $100. I'm going to give you this $100. And I just know I'm just going to take this L. Yeah. Um, but it is it is hard. And I, one thing that we haven't talked about is, which is a whole other mm. part of this, we could do it on another episode, but like when addiction is playing into all of that. Oh, yeah. It makes things extremely complicated. Yeah. Because, like, you need help. I don't know that this is the kind of help that you need. And it just, it makes yeah. those decisions. And gambling, too. Yeah. We Luckily, have to have a whole yeah. episode on gambling because that is. Gambling is just... real deal. Ooh. Yeah. Luckily, my family that struggles with that, with, with drug addiction, don't ask because they know the answer is no. Mm. Gambling, for example, I don't think a lot of communities see that as an addiction right. as much as it actually oh, is. It definitely right. is. And so it's a little bit easier to be like, all right. My mom did this thing one time with another with another cousin, cousin Y. <laughs> she called and asked my mom for money. This is when my mom was consistently working and stuff like that. Which she is now too, so she don't ask me. But like, uh, she called she she called and asked for a bill pay. My mom paid the bill. They sent the check back for some reason, mm -hmm. but it went back to they had like a rebate situation or something, but it went back to my cousin. My mom was like, send me my check. That's my money. I got you. I'm going to get it back to you. I got I said, and she, my mom goes, now, listen, if I don't get this check back from you, we still cousins. I still got major love for you. 
but this the this bank is closed forever. You will never be able to ask me for anything ever again. And cousin's like, I know, I know, like I wouldn't want to burn that bridge. I, I like, I, I, I may need you sometime. I wouldn't want to. I don't. I'm not gonna burn that bridge. My mom said, okay, okay. So she was prepared to take the L. That's another. Yeah. Be prepared to take that L. <laughs> That's a hard L to take because it's also like not only am I not getting paid, but you're kind of telling me that you don't really care if you have me in your life. And you are going to steal my money. So, my, But my mom was saying, like, you're still going to be in my life. We still love. We still got mad love for each other, but you can never ask me for anything again. Right. Just so you know. Did my cousin get that check back? No, she did not. Wow. And my mom was like, okay. But she also has not asked her for any money since then because she knows that the answer is no immediately. Hey, do you think you could? No. (laughs) (laughs) But my light's about to know. Hello, say hello to darkness. Because it's your old friend. Yeah. (laughs) And your light's about to get cut off. If your lights keep getting cut off this much, sorry. Yeah. Boundaries, they're healthy. Yeah. And all her kids grown now too. My cousins' kids, they all grown. So my mom's like, I ain't ain't paying for you. (laughs) Like she used to be, I'll help out because you got the kids, but. Right. I ain't, I ain't paying for you. Oh, it's so complicated. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, all right. I think it's time for a little It Was Worth It. But I'm going to let Carl sit on this one. Oh, he's not going to do the song? I think it should be Yasmin. Or maybe a Yasmin and Carl duet. Ooh. How about right. that? We're Start sing. the note. I'll okay. harmonize with you. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Is okay. It Worth It? It Was Worth It. It was, is it worth it? It was worth it. Yes. Why, yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was worth it is a segment where each of us shares something we spent money on in the past week that we actually feel was worth the money. All right. I think people are looking. I, I, I'm ready. So I'm just going to go. It. What my, was worth it, Dara? My it was worth it for this week. Ooh, I was so excited, and now I just realized this is going to be very embarrassing. So, you know, I yeah, listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of <laughs> podcasts that's always in my ears, and so I subscribe to something called Me Undies. Nobody needs an underwear subscription. You mm. don't need a pair of underwear to come to your home. Yeah, there's Marshalls. <laughs> there's so many <laughs> options. However, for the past months, I have been getting these Me Undies in the mail. But when I was packing for this trip, and I was like, oh, I got to get all this stuff. I had a stack of underwear, and it felt like money. I was yeah. like, yes, I'm going to be clean. I'm going to be cute. It's amazing. Thank you, me undies. I'm so excited. But also, like, it's— it, You'll never do laundry again. Yeah, but now I, I need to stop that now because that's that's ridiculous. That's not a thing I should be paying for. So you're saying it wasn't worth it. No, it was worth it for the next 48 hours. Yep. <laughs> Put a timer on that. That's right. Uh, what about you, Yasmin? Which are, it was worth it for this week? So, um, actually, like Carl, I like to wear some bright, heavenly colors. So I like to wear some pastel, some neon, some light-colored things. Um, and in order to protect my life, I'm also, like, a messy person when I eat. I just, it just all is happening. It's a visceral experience. I look down and, like, things have happened. Um <laughs> <laughs> so like I just destroy. Yeah, I have like a, a huge capacity to destroy all my clothes. Um, people are really getting a whole picture of me over all these things. They're like, she eats too much. She like, just all I talk about is food. All my was worth it. Either I bought food or I'm making a mess with it. And so there's these things called shout wipes, and they're like magic little cleaner uppers, so that when I'm out and I've like spilled like a big hunk of like oil on my 
chest. And you are saying when and not not if. if. <laughs> when it happens. Oh, you're going to do it. Yeah. And my chest just catches it. Um, <laughs> it's like, hello, we got you right here um, for everyone to see. Um, so I bought, finally, it wasn't enough. Like, I have to, I bought like a 144 pack of shot wipes on Amazon. And I keep a few in my purse at all times. It was probably like 40 bucks. But it's like a, it's a good supply. I'm gonna have that for a while, and it was worth it because it's a it's in protecting the investment of all my clothing. Right, it's so an investment it, into it was worth it. Your sunk cost, yeah. of clothing. It was. How about you, Carl? What do you got? Uh, okay. So this I do a lot of shopping, and I bought a shirt this week. So as we talked about earlier in the podcast, my basketball team has has got a new look, but I've been a fan for years since I moved here. So I bought a shirt. It's kind of like a throwback shirt, magazine cover from back in the day, like 2001. And uh, I brought it out, and I went to an art gallery uh, thing the other night, like an art installation. Everybody was loving the shirt. Everybody was very excited to see, like, oh, that's the old school. Like, oh, I remember that team, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. Oh, so you a real fan. I'm going to say it was worth the mm. shirt purchase. Also, yes. two new hats. Also, <laughs> um, I, buy, I, I wear hats every single day. I have a, a huge, a very large hat collection. Um, I haven't bought no shoes recently because I already got enough shoes. But but not enough hats. I, was... I haven't bought shoes this week. If we did a, <laughs> if we did a month, is it worth it? Uh, and you got some social capital back. You spent some capital. capital and you got another comeback. Got some very positive energy my way. Yeah. You know. It was an investment. Uh, it was worth it. Few yeah. like the fellas coming up being like, that's dope. Ladies coming up being like, what's that? <laughs> like, so it's like, all right. All, all, of, them. all of them. Every all single of them. every single woman inside <laughs> the art installation was like, ooh, what's that? <laughs> and all the fellas was like, yeah, dog, you are a kid. Yes. <laughs> and then it turned into a music video. Yeah. <laughs> Everything and was in slow motion. Slow motion. <laughs> there was yeah. a little bit of fog that Looking at the out. art. Then I bought all the art. <laughs> was it worth it? <laughs> I spent $767,000 on art. And then you rented a truck. <laughs> I, get rented, to get I had to go to the truck to get all art yeah. home to my apartment that I share with three other people. <laughs> I built a new apartment out yeah. of all those canvases. Yeah. <laughs> was, was it I worth it? For it. <laughs> it was worth it. Was. It was worth it. <laughs> Most expensive fort ever. That's right. All right. I think that about does it for us. We're going to wrap up here. But before we go, thank you so much, Carl, for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, let people know where they can find you. And if you have anything to plug, this is coming out on August 6th. Uh, uh, if you're in Portland, we're going to be performing there this weekend since this is august 6th so this upcoming saturday night my group white women will be performing in portland you want to describe what white women is white women is a group of six black dudes and we do very fun improv please come out and watch us uh and we'll be in portland if you're up there you guys got great tap water Um, (laughs) so just know that know that know that about yourselves and uh, otherwise, just follow me on all things social at Damn It Carl D A M M I T C A R L. Cool. Thank you, Carl. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. That's our show. You can catch us back here every single Tuesday. If you like the podcast, show the support. Rate us. Leave us a great review. Wherever, wherever, wherever you're listening to this now, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. We'll know. We'll know if you subscribe. We're watching right right now. now. Press the button. Mm -hmm.
and watching. Oh, you've got nice nails. Mm. Press that button. Send us your stories, questions, and ideas for future episodes. We would love to hear your lovely voice. Here's how to send it to us first. Record a voice memo on your phone. Kick it off by telling us your first name and where you are. Or you can remain anonymous, and then we will play your voice memo under a sheet. Then (laughs) share your story or question or comment in around 30 seconds or so. Once you're done recording, attach that memo to an email and send it to hi at moneyhahapod.com. That is hi at moneyhahapod.com. Follow us. Tweet us at moneyhahapod on Twitter and Instagram. Dara is Dara M. Wilson on Twitter, and I'm Yasmin K on Instagram. Money Haha is a production of the Even app. Learn more at even.com. It's hosted by me, Dara M. Wilson. And me, Yasmin Khan. Our executive producer is Jane Lybrock. Our producer is Phil Circus. Our designer is Allison Chan. Our social media manager is Nicole Maltrotti. Our production manager is Arejoke Aregoke. Our copywriter is Kelly Anakin. And our theme music is Money mm-hmm. by Antique Naked Soul. I will never loan you no money, no more. Until, Until next, next week, week. Have, have a, a nice, nice life. life. Yeah. I've been calling, but you don't pick up the phone.